Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection out of John 4 comes from Matt Chandler. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, I mean, this is adventures in missing the point. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give them will become in them. This is huge, right? A spring of water welling up, bubbling up unto eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come back to draw this water. Now, one of the things that's happening in the gospel of John up until this point is Jesus is stepping into some Jewish promises and he's showing that he's greater than they are. He is the fulfillment of them. So uh, I'm going to very quickly move us through three chapters of John. Don't panic. We'll do it. Uh, We see that Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's happened already in the gospel of John. So no longer are you going to need lambs for the rest of your life to make sacrifice for your sin against a holy God. Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world once and for all. We've also already seen that Jesus is bringing the new wine of the kingdom of God that is more powerful than the Jewish rituals of purification so that there is a new wine that Christ has brung in his coming. We see also that there is no longer a physical temple needed, but rather we become the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God. We become the temple. We make no pilgrimage in order to be right with God. Are you tracking with me? If you get a chance to go to the Holy Land, go drink it in, absorb it, be blown away by it, but God will not love you anymore. You're not required to go to some temple in a Holy Land to be made right. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you and Christ has come and says, you are the temple, you are the location, you are the dwelling place. You also see in his conversation with Nicodemus that now new life is born not of willpower or family lineage, but of ongoing belief and repentance. And then here we are at this well. And the promise is you can drink from this well, but you're gonna be thirsty again. But I've got water that if you drink it, you won't be thirsty again. And there's several significant things uh, around Jacob's well. Um, Abraham made his first sacrifice to God not far from here. It's actually right around this area that the promise of land is given to the people of God. There's also these huge moments at the well, like Abraham's servant find Rebecca, Isaac's future wife at this well. On top of that, Jacob met Rachel, his future wife, Moses met Zipporah, his future wife, all at this well. I know some of you are like, where's that well? How does sister get to that well? Right? Like, like this, like this is like, this is a spot, yo. I mean, this is a place where there are marriages happening. 
We've got one out back right after this is over. We'll head to Jacob's well together. But what's happening here is Jesus is continuing this teaching that he is the better than. That in all these other rituals, you are going to have to do them on repeat to stay pure, to stay right before God. But in his coming, you weren't going to have to over and over. There was going to be no more penance, no more series of checklists that he would become your righteousness. He would become in you a stream of living water bubbling up unto eternal life. And she wants it. I mean, this is an awesome kind of easy conversion. Watch, see what happens. Look at verse 15. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here and draw water. Play the keys call out the invitation, get the people up front to write down this woman's information. I'm going to stick her in that baptism class, get her baptized and get her on our records. Right? She's like, I got water. You drink that water. Eternal life bubbles up inside of you. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. You ain't got no questions. No, no, no. Give me that living water. And then if I, if I said, guess where Jesus goes next and you didn't know the text, no one would guess where he goes next. In fact, it almost, like you kind of cringe when you read it. You don't want to pull Jesus aside and coach him. And he's like, yo, I mean, I know you're co-eternal with the Father and you've always been and you'll always be and you're everywhere at once and everything was created by you and for you and through you. But man, I, why are you bringing up her husbands, man? You know, man, Jesus, listen, you, you got her, man. She won't give her the water. So, so watch what happens in verse 16. And Jesus said to her, like she said, give me the water. I want the water. I want streams of life to bubble up inside of me leading to eternal life. Give me that water. Jesus, verse 16. Okay. Go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered, I don't have a husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband We have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. And the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. You could call these five verses the wound and the worry. That's what you could call it. Um, Jesus is doing something here that seems on the surface to be cruel but is actually one of the most beautiful, kind, amazing things he could ever do. And he shows in this moment that actually loves this woman and doesn't despise her. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1. And visit passioncitychurch.com for more information on our locations and gathering times.